Welcome to Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And I'm Ranjad. And this is Modified Lifestyle. Oh, well, we already said that, though. Yeah, I just said that, Ranjad. What are you oh, doing? Damn, that sucks. What's up, guys? Welcome to Modified Lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew. And this is Ranjad. And we got a couple things to talk to you guys about today. First thing, we're going to start off with an interesting news story about money laundering in luxury cars. Then we're going to move on to some questions that you guys submitted on Instagram. Uh, then we're going to talk about uh, changes in Instagram. Uh, so like the liking system and stuff. Uh, the Stratus season opener, we're going to go over it since we went to only that meet this week. And we're also going to talk about the weeks that the meets that are coming up this week. All right, so the one um, news article that we were actually able to find today uh, for this week's uh, news is the money laundering happening in Vancouver. Yeah, so the article that we found online, it's based in Vancouver, and it basically talks about money laundering that happens in luxury cars. So this is basically people are buying cars for cash with bags of money with no history no proof of income nothing like that and dealerships don't really have any authorization to really request any of that kind of information it's hella suspicious yeah and i feel like this kind of happens in toronto as well it's not just vancouver so that's what we're kind of talking about it today exactly um it's like 19 year olds walking into a, a dealership with a bag of cash and they're buying the car full out just cash yeah just a, a cash purchase and really there's no like way to catch it right it's just it's just you know happening out of nowhere yeah and there's no like regulations like involving the government or anything right. that that kind of um proves their income or anything like that right i mean i don't know about you guys but like cra is very tough with like canadians and like proof of income and stuff and just knowing that there's people that are getting away with the system where they're actually just walking into a dealership, purchasing a car cash, and who knows where this money's from. It's probably like, you know, smuggling, drugs, who knows, right? Yeah, it could really be anything. And there's no way to really enforce this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And the article that we're reading, it kind of goes into where these vehicles are going to. And it talks about the China market. So basically, because the demand is so high for these cars in China... Some people in Canada are purchasing them cash and they're shipping them straight to China for resale. So I guess we can somewhat like indicate where the money is coming from. You know, there's a lot of rich students around Canada that are coming from China and they're bringing a lot of money with them. So what are they going to do really? Right. Just flat out buy cars. Yeah. So they call this the gray market and it's basically... Um, knowing little information about the person or company that's involved with the purchase or where their funds are coming from or their method of payment or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And because like the, the demand is so high, China isn't really doing anything to restrict these imports. So they're kind of just, you know, turning a blind eye on it and they're just bringing in the cars, right? So, I mean, they're getting them for super cheap here. Apparently, they're much more expensive in China than they are here and so they're just what they're doing is they're just importing them back and probably gonna sell them um for a lot 
more expensive price to Chinese officials. And although uh, there's actual no proof that this is actually money laundering, a lot of officials like the NDP party, they're actually trying to push to kind of uh, stop this from happening uh, because they're making a profit off of Canadian goods, right? Because what they're those cars are actually imported here to sell to Canadians, not to, you know, Chinese. Yeah, and then the article, it actually states that several years ago, uh, a young person came in and purchased a vehicle for $200,000 cash. And for safety reasons, the dealership took it to the bank to deposit it. And all those asked from the bank was what the money was from. And they stated that it was from a car sale. And they said, that's okay. No other questions asked. And uh, uh, as we go back to the example where I talked about CRA, yeah, there were, if if if, it that, if that was a Canadian, they would be on the, our asses. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, like, for sure. How like where's that money coming from? Now that it's actually from international overseas, um, they don't actually have a way of indicating or like kind of um, getting to the point. Yeah, and they they don't really have that power to yeah. kind of enforce. Canadian rules and laws to uh, internationals. Right. And I feel like this is very relevant here in Toronto too. You know, we see a lot of um, international students that come to Toronto to study and you also see these students driving luxury cars and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I guess this is kind of hard to prove. Like in Toronto, you see, or I guess anywhere in North America, Mm -hmm. you see a lot of people starting online businesses and stuff. And I guess it's it's hard to prove that you're earning income on the internet. Right. So in a way, it kind of makes sense. But, you know, these people, they should be following regulations of the government, you know, with their taxes and stating all their income and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there should be a way of, like, actually regulating international um, funds as well. And even if this is, like, you know, laundered, there sh- like they should be catching on to it pretty quick, not just, you know letting it slide yeah if you're earning this money from like illegal oh. acts and you're just uh you know making the bringing this money into this the circulation but like you're doing you're selling dope on the side or some shit like that then you know it, it should there should be a way that the government gets triggered by it and they catch whoever's you know illegally bringing this money into the system slash laundering it yeah i think this is just a way to hide uh, dirty money you know, if you're making hundreds, hundreds and thousands of dollars in cash, you can't just simply go to the bank and deposit it. Right. As an individual, they'll definitely question you. They'll ring alarms in the bank, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So purchasing a car cash kind of hides, hides that money. Right. Even though you have the asset right. with you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Also listed in this article is a 19-year-old buys a $500,000 car and he's actually paying payment on it. Um, I question how... A dealership would actually judge like how the person's making their money they hardly have an actual record to actually kind of prove you know in some way that they've worked for the money yeah and that they're making a steady income to afford that car mm-hmm. so like how are they giving out these loans main question right are they really desperate for that much interest that they're just giving it, giving out these cars to anyone? Yeah, and I see like going to car meets and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
in Toronto, you know, it's, it's really relevant. You see a lot of the young guys driving these supercars and stuff, and you wonder how can they make their money? How do they get this money to afford such an expensive car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only see two ways of, you know, someone being able to afford a car like that. It's either by inheritance or they're pretty much paying or using all their money to pay for the car. That's it. They're not having anything else they can spend money on except for the car. And on the other side of things, you know, we don't really know where they're getting their money from. It could be dirty money. It could be drug money, anything like that. Yeah, laundering. And it can be anything, to be honest. But And that kind of stuff is hard to prove in, right. um, in like credit checks and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like some of the people who are driving around these high-end sports cars and supercars, you know, they do it for a social status, right? Rather than actual affordability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the amount of stuff I've seen online where like people are just like trying to brag, show off. Yeah, it's absolutely insane, especially with cars, right? It's like it seems like the more expensive car you have, it kind of defines who you are. Who you are, yeah. But it shouldn't, right? It's like like your car shouldn't define who you are, but it seems to be that way nowadays. Where like you need a Lamborghini, Ferrari, or something to you know be at that point where you're the shit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think it's more like a, it's it's kind of like a flex, you know. A lot of these young people, they think that they can drive these high-end sports cars, kind of showing off to mm-hmm. their friends at how successful they are when, you know, some of them really aren't. Yeah, they really didn't do anything for it. Or they're kind of spending all their earnings on, on a car, car. that yeah. depreciates as soon as you drive it off the lot. Where if they thought about it, they could have just invested in something like a house or something, right? Rather yeah. than spending like a hundred k or something on the car, yeah, I think I think that's the bigger problem in this kind of situation here. There's, you know, yeah. social media is kind of mm-hmm. dictating the way people live their life. Yeah, and I don't really think there's any way of teaching younger kids, or they haven't actually implemented a way that these kids can effectively use money management, right? Because let's be honest, cars are expensive, especially modifying them. Especially when you start getting into a build, you really need to check your funding, right? You have to make sure you got the money there. You have to make sure that what you have, like part-wise, is going into the car and you're not overspending. Yeah, and I think a lot of people like in this community don't really think about, about that. Right. They just want to flex. Yeah, it's more of a social status rather than, mm-hmm. you know, actually enjoying the car, enjoying the build. Right enjoying the process so that was a really good topic now we're gonna uh, go over our questions for this week all right so the first question that we received is should there be more car meets or car shows in the community Mm, i personally think there's too many car meets yeah i agree Uh, like it's actually insane uh like how many car meets there are over the weekend like i don't even know half of the people hosting and I'm getting like DMs left, right, and center. It's like, oh, can you repost this? Can you repost that? It's like, cool, I'll repost it. But how, like, how many meets do you post a day? Right. Right. Because I, I see it too. Like, I can scroll through Instagram right now and I can see like five meets right. happening in the next couple of days. You know, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I really think like hosts need to talk to other hosts and decide what days they should be planning to host. That's the only way I see around this so that, you know, 
not only small meets going on around the community it can be one big meet the same on one day right it, why do we have to split up into different meets why can't we just go to one single meet one day let's say if we're going to even markham even though it's hella sus over there why don't we just go to like markham meets you know go there make it huge and then the next week someone else can host make it huge again there yeah, we talked about this last week too. I think it's like a, it's a huge problem, especially this mm-hmm. year. I noticed it a lot. Right. You know, there's a lot of smaller groups forming, and just like everyone just wants to host meets. And right. They're making it public, you know. Yeah. And I mean, it, they want to share the passions, but I think it's just people need to better organize and make sure that they're not colluding with like other meets. Yeah. So yeah. that there's not multiple meets happening the same day yeah like right now it's, it's very saturated there's multiple meets a day mm-hmm. the weekends are even more you know people right. have pop-up meets every night right all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um i think car shows are fine though like there's one car sh- one or two car shows a month and i think that's absolutely fine yeah i agree like it's not too much not too less you know you have something to enjoy over the weekend I personally don't go to meets anymore because there's so many of them. I don't know how to choose. Um, yeah, I'll go too. to like some of them here and there, but like I s- kind of stick to car shows now. Yeah, I don't really go to many car meets either. You know, it's kind of hard to decide when there's multiple meets a right. day. But mm-hmm. I think car shows as well, you know, they take a lot of planning. And to mm-hmm. have one or two every month, I think that's okay. Right. You know, especially when you're paying to go into these shows, when mm-hmm. you're paying to. Uh, uh, display your vehicle there right i think it like the the rate that car shows are now i think it's pretty good right i understand that for some people car shows aren't really their thing you know some people don't have bills that are up to standards to some of the car shows that are being hosted in the gta mm-hmm. but i think that the rate at which people are building cars right now it kind of keeps up with the car shows that are happening and the standards too yeah exactly and i think that's a good thing you know we're getting the same car shows are happening every year. You know, it's an annual thing for most mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And we're getting new builds every year. Right. So that's a good thing. It's a nice uh, refresher every year. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to kind of see, you know, progress being made on certain people's builds or even new builds that come up every year. Yeah. Next question. Expectations for this season. I expected a lot for last season and I kind of got, you know, I didn't work out well with like my schedule and stuff. So I'm expecting better this year, I'm hoping, but only time will tell. Like we can expect how, like a season to go how we want, but time will obviously tell. Yeah, and like just like the last question we talked about car meets and car shows. Um, aside from the fact that there are many car meets, I think the car shows for this year, it, they're going to be great. You know, I've seen some of the bills that people have been doing over the winter mm-hmm. and they seem like they're very unique mm-hmm. and very different to what we've seen um, in last year's car scene. I think that's what like kind of gets us hyped up, right? It's like the the cars that people build, not necessarily the meets that people hold. It's mainly the bills. That's what we go out for, right? We want to see cool cars, you know, what people have done recently you know the progress on someone's build yeah and i like that people are documenting this, these builds as well you know you see people on instagram mm-hmm. you can follow their build you know some people are even doing youtube videos now yeah which is you know a great way to document these kind of um, events and builds that are happening let's just hope for less drama as well yeah i agree i think last year you know we've seen we've seen a fair share of drama in the car community mm-hmm. luckily it was between you know smaller groups it wasn't really with the bigger 
car shows, those kind of guys, you know, so they keep it relatively clean in terms of mm-hmm. competition and that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. But the way the season's starting right now, I think it'll be pretty good. Yeah, it's already better than last year, to be honest. Let's just hope it keeps going. To be honest, I, I recently sold one of my cars. Um, yes, I have a, plenty of cars. I don't know why. I just like buying cars. But one of my main cars was a O2 Jetta GLI. Built it for kind of like street slash show. Now I'm in, in, you know, in the market again for another car. And it's been almost two months been looking for another car. And it's stressful. I know the feeling. Very stressful. And like my expectations was to, oh, I'm going to buy a car in April. Almost the middle of May. And... I still don't have a car, you know, because I was expecting to have the car kind of finished for our show happening in June, which is go hard, go home. Make sure you guys come out. Yeah. Like I said, I know the feeling of, you know, car shopping. I recently picked up a new car at the beginning of March and, you know, it, it is very stressful. And because of that purchase, I'm actually really excited for this season, you know, mm. spending it with the crew last year is a lot of fun, you know, going to all, the, all these car shows taking photos, you know, all that kind of stuff. Definitely. And this year, I'm really excited to, you know, kind of share that passion with everyone with my current car and, you know, plan car shows, car right. meets with the crew, cruises, you know, it'll be a lot of fun. Like, it, that's even the case with, like, you know, this podcast. We want to kind of document what we're about, you know, as we go through the process of modifying our cars. We want to share that with you guys. And we kind of like talking two people in the car community about it so hence why we ask people for if they want to be even a guest on our show yeah we're trying to use this platform to kind of share that passion with others you right know, exactly. we want other car uh, enthusiasts and stuff to come on the show you know talk about their build and all that kind of stuff so hopefully this season you know we could get some of those guys out mm-hmm. to the podcast we could get some insight about their builds and how they feel about you know the current car community yeah, so if you guys are interested in being on our podcast, definitely hit us up on Instagram at Northside Whips. Send us an email, northsidewhips at gmail.com, and we'll definitely get something set up this season. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, definitely going to hear a lot from my side, too, um, when I purchase a car. I'm currently looking for something. Um, you guys will probably hear about it in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. But when I when we end up, you know, modifying our stuff, we obviously want to like go into detail with it and kind of share st- that kind of stuff with you guys. Yeah. So we're going to save that for a future podcast. So definitely look out for that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to move on to our next question. Our third question is milk. Yeah. Um, we all know who that is. Shout out to Isaac, a magical lobster on Instagram. Shout out to you. Uh he really likes milk. You guys should definitely check him out. Get this man some milk. Yeah. All right, moving on to our next question. What are you guys going to do differently this year? I don't know. What well, are you doing differently? <laughs> for one, we kind of started this podcast. Yes, that is a first for us. You know, we're very excited about yep. that. We want to kind of share this podcast with you. Yeah, so it's a new platform for the car community. So hopefully you guys enjoy this as much as we do. And... Uh, we're pretty much going to try to bring you guys more car shows. We're going to kind of move away from meets. Uh, meets are cool. Don't get me wrong. But as I said, as we said before, um, 
there's just too many of them already. Yeah, it's very saturated. So, like, I think we already have around three shows planned this year. One, of course, is Go Hard, Go Home um, with Six Dance. But including that, we're going to be having two more shows, which you will start hearing right after our show happening in June. Yeah, so these shows that we're going to have after Go Hard or Go Home are going to be at our... I'll say home. Yeah. Yeah. It, Jane it, and Finch, you know, the hood. You guys like the hood meats, so yeah, we're bringing them back. Apparently, they, they get pretty lit. So a little spoiler, um, only the people that actually listen to this podcast will know this. We're going to have a burnout pit. Oh, yeah. So it's going down, guys. Definitely. We're going to get Jane and Finch hella lit. Yeah, so definitely look out for this show. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a first for Toronto, I would say. You know, we have permits to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, cops aren't going to bother us, anything like that. I mean, they will probably still bother us, but it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's Jane and Finch, you know. <laughs> yeah. What do you expect? Yeah. But yeah, definitely look out for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're very excited to announce that. Yeah, so this year we also want to, you know, try to hit up one of these track meets, either CSCS or Strata. Most likely CSCS because it's kind of, you know, that Mm all-in-one show, meet, race, drift, all that kind of stuff. All the good stuff. So we're very excited for that. You know, I think there's one happening every month Mm -hmm. for the season starting in May, I believe. Yeah. I think the first one was on May 26th. We'll talk about that in the future. And then every month on from then. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for us and for you guys to check out CSCS. So... Definitely, we're going to see you guys there. Yeah. All right, next topic. Instagram removing likes. So this is very controversial. (laughs) So let's be clear. Um, They're not actually removing likes. They're just removing the like count. Yeah. So you can still like photos. You just can't see how many likes a photo has. No more cut, boys. Personally, I'm a fan of this. You know, being a photographer, you know, you see a lot of people kind of comparing likes to mm-hmm. their photos, you know, associating right. their success to likes and Which follows. Which is messed up, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that kind of doesn't dictate, you know, your skills, your mm-hmm. photography, anything like that. Right. So I think it's a good step in the direction, Yeah. but I don't think it's going to stick. Yeah, there's too many people that are, you know, they like the likes. The reason why Instagram got so popular was because of likes, the yeah. liking system. You know, you can... Go to anyone's picture, like it, you know, leave a comment. Commenting system is pretty cool. So. Yeah, it's like engagements, right? Right, exactly. So I think removing or kind of limiting that engagement mm-hmm. kind of limits the platform as well. Especially in terms of like cars and stuff. A lot of people like to compare their cars to how many likes they got. Shouldn't be the case. Really. Yeah, I agree. Like a thousand likes on your picture on Instagram of your car really doesn't dictate you know of how dope your build is you know no offense to any good builds that get a lot of likes but it it, it doesn't dictate how you know big your build is someone with a really cool build can be getting like only 300 likes but their ride is super dope yeah they just don't have that kind of recognition exactly you know and that shouldn't really dictate you know how good the build is exactly i think people kind of take that um into consideration when they're looking at cars you know when they see posts from all these uh car shows and car meets you know all the owners photographers Mm -hmm. all the kind of stuff Mm -hmm. take the likes into consideration 
about how good a car is. You know, it shouldn't be that way, really. Exactly. Yeah, so this, I think it rolled out um, early last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm assuming most people have seen the change by now. So that's kind of why we wanted to discuss mm-hmm. it today. I don't really see a change in Instagram, you know, in the behavior of people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice that there's less of a distraction from the actual content on Instagram now. Yeah. But like I said before, I don't think it's going to stay. You know, I think it's a test or beta mm-hmm. from Instagram. Right. We'll see how long it's going to last. Let's hope it lasts because I'm actually pretty sick of people's clout. Yeah, I agree. You know, people, A lot of people out there are just looking for the clout. Mm-hmm. They're just looking for likes, all that kind of stuff. All right, next big thing, Strata season opener. So we attended this. Yes. We actually got there pretty early, around six thirty. We really got, early, yeah. Yeah, we got to walk the, the lot. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, first impressions is that it is very small. I'm sure you guys who have been there mm-hmm. noticed this. First season opener, there was like zero space. Like yeah. ex- like last year's season opener, it almost filled up the entire lot. And I think improved Canada, how much spots does it have? Like, yeah, that place is massive. Like maybe 5,000 car spots? I don't know the exact count, but yeah. it, there was a lot of parking and plenty full for last year's season opener. Exactly. Like this year, compared to improved Canada, it was small. Tiny. I would say it was less than a quarter the size of improved Canada. Mm-hmm really small and you know that was a real disappointment because i think they, they're kind of focusing on the entertainment aspect rather than the cars so this venue it like you, you guys have seen it it had they had a full stage set up you know they had food they had a bar they had sit-in areas all that kind of stuff all inside the venue available to everyone who attended but cars couldn't even get in people were waiting for almost two and a half hours and when they got to the front they weren't even allowed in yeah, the lot was full. You know, yeah. they, they didn't have enough space. That's the fact. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of disappointing to see that, especially for a season opener. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of, it was a little bit of a letdown because a lot of people that we knew couldn't get in the show. Yeah. You know, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. And a lot of like quality builds too. You know, they were stuck outside in line, they couldn't yeah. get in. And even when they did get in, it was really late. And, mm-hmm. you know, the parking closer to the stage i'll say was full you know they had people parking around the corner and stuff mm-hmm. and still paying to get in yeah other than that you know there the cars there i would say in in the first hour you know they were they were okay they were average mm-hmm. you know and then as you start to walk around you see a lot more cars coming in they had multiple entry points so yeah all the cars are kind of scattered throughout the lot you kind of you really had to search for all the cars and stuff like that right where like improved Canada, they the the cars were right there. Yeah, it was, it was more organized. Right. You know, I, that's another thing. It was kind of unorganized first season opener. Yeah, that kind of frustrated me. You know, because we we had to walk around a lot multiple times just to see you know cars that just rolled in. Right. Not very organized at all. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, there were a lot of unique cars that we saw there. Mm-hmm. Anything that you found interesting. I uh, I really liked Import Fest FD that they rolled up in. Pretty dope. Um, yeah, I, think I think they still have a lot more stuff to do to it, but yeah. it's looking good so far. Yeah, that's their new build for 2019. Mm-hmm. I believe it's on their Instagram account, so you guys could check that out. At Import Fest, obviously. If you don't know them, you're tripping. Yeah, and you know, they had the, the regular supercars, North Face Rally, rolled in with their squad. 
Yeah, exotic cars, obviously. Yeah, they had some pretty nice cars there. You know, a lot of people swarmed around those cars, so it's kind of hard to take a peek at those. There was the Bugatti Veyron that pulled up. Yeah, so the Bugatti is actually from Young Steel's Ford Lincoln. Mm. I'm assuming it's the owner of the dealership. Right. But yeah, that was a surprising sight to see. Yeah, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and if you guys don't know, that's the same uh, Bugatti that was at the auto show, mm -hmm. the Auto Shot Forum in February, if you guys went to that. I think uh, another build that kind of caught my eye, and this is very strange, um, a lifted Miata, whoever you are, you you tricked a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting build you got there. Yeah, like the car was like super dope, but like it's it was unique, but like it's something that you just don't do to a like, you know, NB Miata. It's like... Yeah, it, it was interesting. It was yeah. very interesting. It was lifted and it had some off-roading tires on it. So I, I don't really know if the owner does off-roading. Be um, really interested if he did. If you do, send us a video. I really want to see that. Yes, yeah, so you guys know who the owner is. Definitely send us his Instagram contact information. We want to see more information about this car. Yes. Yeah, in addition to that, you know, you have all the classic JDM cars rolling in. Mm -hmm. All the Supras, the Skylines. Yeah. You know, some nice R32s, R33s. That Eclipse. Yeah, the Fast yeah. and Furious builds. Yeah. The Eclipse and the R34 mm -hmm. Skyline. You know, really nice cars. Yeah. One car that stood out to me was there was an IS300 wagon there. If you guys aren't aware of this, you know, super rare wagon, JDM wagon. 2JZ. 2JZ engine. I believe there's only 78 built for Canada. And it was left-hand drive, too. That's super rare. Yeah, very rare JDM wagon. Although uh, Strata was, you know, pretty pretty lit in terms of cars, cops were obviously there. Oh, yeah, for sure. What's a car meet without cops, right? Yeah, what's Strata without York Regional Police? Yep. Our favorite people. <laughs> yeah, I remember there's that, I guess, uh, was it a 250 wide body? Yeah, it was pulled over. It's like they had that... It was a wide body and had like a, a semi pink chrome wrap on it. It looks like it was a work in progress. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think one of our friends, he told us that he pulled in and then he started leaking some fluids and then he pulled over and then the, pull, the cops came, pulled behind him as well. And they started inspecting his car. Yeah. Um, what's up with that? Yeah. It's kind of messed up. But you know what? They did that same thing with got ass girls at uh their hot wheels show right so i just feel like that's gonna happen with a lot of car shows this year like mto is gonna be there for sure every single car show yeah i agree you know even when we were leaving too you know outside of the you know inside of the lot there weren't many cops you know mm -hmm. i don't think they were actually allowed in there yeah. you, we saw a couple on foot but right. no cruisers inside the lot mm -hmm. but as soon as you leave the lot you know there's cops at every corner right every row you know you see people getting pulled over mm -hmm. and like apparently people were getting pulled over for some minor shit like lowering your car and like i saw a charger pulled over on the side and it like the cop was obviously inspecting the ride height of the car but it wasn't even low yeah it was stock ride height it was like i think it was a 392 yeah and so, it, it was stock. You know, those cars come with lower suspension, I guess. It, but to mm -hmm. us, it looked stock. Yeah. All right. So another uh, interesting aspect, to me at least, to Strata, was that there was a performance. Baca for, Not Nice? Yeah. Baca Not Nice. If you guys aren't familiar, 
So OVO rapper. I mean, I, I like his music. I don't really idolize rappers though. That's just me. Um, yeah, me too. I don't really listen to that kind of music. Yeah, you're into Soka only. Shout out to all the Soka mans that come to our shows and blast. Yes, I, I greatly appreciate you guys. Blast music. Andrew really likes that type of stuff. But yeah, um, I mean, I didn't really see the performance, but apparently it was okay. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of, you know, the direction that Strata's going towards. Yeah. I feel like this meet, it had a lot of non-car enthusiasts there just because of the performance. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people, you know, they don't have respect for cars. Right. You know, I, I, <laughs> I heard something really funny. Me and Ranja, we were looking at a Mark III Toyota Supra. Right. It was on a trailer. Mm-hmm. And I heard someone walk by saying, why is this Corolla here? Called a Supra a Corolla. <laughs> I kind of lost hope after that. Yeah, it was it was a lost cause. Like, yeah. I, like we, we were just sitting there dying our asses off. It was like, how does one confuse a Corolla and a... I mean, they're technically not wrong. It, a Mark III derived off of a Celica Corolla. Yeah, so I guess in that way, but it's not a Corolla. It was a it, Supra. It, they're completely different cars. Yeah, and I'm like the guy had it on a trailer, so I'm guessing he had. The, yeah, not, it looked like a drift spec. Yeah, so like he had stuff done to it. He didn't really pop the hood or anything, but you could tell this was like a fully built drift car. Yeah, and another thing, you know, the way the lot was situated, they had the stage right at the front right in front of the entrance to the banquet hall mm-hmm. and they had parking like all the way to the back of the lot they didn't really have a specified area for a crowd to gather mm-hmm. to watch the show and i feel like all these cars parked at the front just kind of got swarmed by all these people when the when the actual performance happened yeah yeah and i don't know about other people but i wouldn't really feel comfortable having my car parked in a lot that i paid to just to have people swarm around it to see some other rapper perform at a car show yeah personal preference i wouldn't either yeah so i think you know if they're gonna do something like this they should really plan it out better you know organize the lot have a specified area for a performance Mm -hmm. like this yeah and leave the car enthusiasts out of it right maybe they, they make they take the actual performance inside instead right yeah, that so, that would work better. Mm-hmm. And leaving the cars, you know, outside and having letting us enjoy. Yeah, and having so, like if you want to look at the cars, you stay outside. If you want to go to the performance, go inside. You know, simple as that. But yeah, I didn't really like how that was kind of organized. You know, granted we didn't stay for the performance because it kind of got um, out of hand. Yeah, out of hand when that started. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people have been on Strata's page. Yeah, so they're getting positive messages about this but there's also a lot of negative messages mm-hmm. about this performance and how the show kind of went on yeah I, I i think people have been noticing like even last year um when they first did their first performance i don't really think strata is about cars anymore I hate yeah. to say it um they're kind of moving towards more entertainment which is cool, but it's kind of pushing us car guys to the side, to the curb. And like we have, we came out to the car shows originally to share a passion with other people that like cars, not to go to a concert. Yeah, I think, you know, Strata has a lot of loyal followers. Right. And by doing this, I think they're going to lose a lot of those people. 
Exactly. And it's kind of disappointing because Strata is one of the biggest car shows in the GTA. Mm-hmm. It brings out the most people, the most mm-hmm. quality builds. Right. But going to this one, you kind of see how the direction they're taking, you know. A lot of the actual modified cars are being turned down because the lot is so full of, like, other people. You know, spectators come in to show up to look at these cars and stuff. And the actual car enthusiasts are being, you know, kind of thrown out of there. They're not really being included in these shows. But yeah, that's uh, that's the that's the gist of Strata season opener. It was it was a decent turnout. I mean, it's huge. Let's be honest. They do it every they do it big every single year. The season openers are what we you know look forward to. But again, it was kind of a letdown for us particularly because you know they kind of push for more entertainment over you know the cars. The cars, yeah. I agree. I don't. I don't see myself going to a, a Strata anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe if they do change it in a way, maybe if they go back to improve Canada, mm-hmm. I'll go to it. But as of right now, I don't see myself going to another Strata event. Yeah, it got way too chaotic. They have multiple entrances, and even YRP too. Yeah, you know they're they're not very friendly. I think they had a helicopter swarming around the lot as well, mm-hmm. just like last year. Right. But yeah, that's 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 Strata. And now we're going to move on to meets happening this week. All right. So the first meet that's happening this week is actually the day this podcast gets released. Sunday, May 12th, the 905 meet season opener. This is at Chandney Gateway in Brampton. I believe it's a banquet hall uh, right off of Queen Street. Mm-hmm. You know, Brampton's a hot spot for meets. So definitely going to be a good show there. Yeah. So that's happening May 12th. Doors open from 12 to 3. Not sure how long it runs to, but definitely check it out. 905 meets season opener. The second one is Drop Stash. Pretty big in the Euro community. It's located in Mississauga, Dunman Road. Um, I'm sure people have been in that area before. But it's happening May May 19 um, from 11 to 5. And they're bringing out pretty big sponsors. They have Rodiform, Vibrant, and uh, Neo Motorsports as one of their sponsors. So this should be a good, pretty good, I wouldn't say this is a show, more of a, like a barbecue. a barbecue. So it's chill vibes. You just chill out, you know, enjoy cards, do your thing. Yeah, and we'll definitely be there. You know, so come check us out. This is their second annual spring barbecue. May 19th, 11 to 5. Yeah, so the next meet is Redemption Car Meet Season Opener. This is happening on May 20th at All Star Wings in Pickering. We've never personally been to these events, but it brings out a pretty big crowd. Northface Rally is a huge supporter of these events, so they'll definitely be there. Yeah, so if you guys are in the Pickering area or you want a nice drive on your holiday Monday, definitely check out Redemption Car Meet. Yeah, so because it's a long weekend, you know, there's not many car meets that are posted publicly online mm-hmm. as of recording this podcast. Yeah. But I'm sure as we get closer to the date, you know, a lot of people are going to have pop-up meets and stuff like that. So there's definitely a lot to check out this coming weekend so once again i just want to thank all you guys for listening to our podcast it really means a lot so yeah that that concludes our podcast for today um again we appreciate anyone that listens to them it's something new that we're starting hopefully it you know people start liking it more and we get more listeners over time um but yeah that's the gist of our of this podcast anyone that wants to sponsor this podcast definitely get in contact with us we can definitely work something out with you guys yeah this is something new that we're trying so definitely give us some feedback if you guys have any 
ways that we can improve the podcast for you guys as a listener and as us as a host. You know, our podcasts right now are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're working on Google Play right now. If you are an Android, you could actually download the Anchor app and listen for free on there. So that's always a good alternative. And again, if you guys have any questions, any topics that you want us to cover, definitely get in contact with us, northsidewhips at gmail.com or on our Instagram account at northsidewhips. And remember, every week we post a poll or a question board that we give you guys the opportunity to ask us questions. So ask us questions. Yeah, so we take those questions into consideration when we're doing these podcasts. So it really helps us a lot. And obviously try to come up with some something new, something that you guys haven't heard before. It really helps us to bring up you know new content. And if anyone wants to be a special guest next week, get in contact with us. Yeah, so we're looking for potential special guests. You know, we had a lot of fun with Ammo on our last podcast. So definitely get in contact with us if you guys are interested in that. If you guys have any news articles or any news in the car community that you guys want us to talk about, definitely send those to us. You know, our Instagram, Northside Whips. Our email northsidewhips at gmail.com. You know, we'll def- we're always looking for news stories, anything to cover in our podcast. So that'll definitely help us out a lot. If you're one of the many hosts for car meets or shows in the GTA, definitely hit us up. We'd love to promote you guys. You know, we you know, we always try to promote as many meets and shows as possible during our podcast. And we'll definitely increase in those as we get into the season. So yeah, definitely contact us if you guys want to promote your stuff but yeah that's that's the gist of our podcast thank you for listening and see you guys next week peace you're a lie you're putting both of those in there (laughs) (laughs) okay cool